his left, Jess on his right. Hey, hold up, don't start a fight. He's got you covered with all the sports. Don't fret, he's wearing shorts. It's time for Waking Jake in the morning. Waking Jake at night. Jake sucks. What is going on, Bakers? Happy December 12th to you as we talk some baseball, some New York Mets as they are on the mind, and a little football recap. And I just, so funny, YouTube just recommended a heartwarming people take an abscess out of an elephant's foot. So maybe we'll cover that later. Uh, But for now, let's talk some New York Metropolitans. Uh, because there's a ton of baseball. There's still a ton of signings. We're playing catch-up on talking baseball for a ton of signings we haven't done yet. Um, but I think the Mets are the story because, uh, you know, they locked up Edwin Diaz to start the offseason. They lost some of their rotation. What were they going to do there? DeGrom was a free agent. Nimmo uh, kept talking about how much of a big bag I thought he was going to get. The comparisons went from like $100 million to Ellsbury to he ends up landing at eight years. Uh, but most importantly, with the New York Mets. And they also signed Sanga, the pitcher from Japan. A little mad doggy there. Didn't love that. Sanga, the pitcher from Japan. He'll be pitching for the Mets. Um, so, couple things. They signed Justin Verlander. You remember about that. DeGrom Verlander. For Verlander, you could do that debate all day between the different contracts. Age, how good are they? I'll let you run laps on that on on your own time. Scherzer's back. Sanga is in. The soon-to-be 30-year-old. We will see. I mean, again, I I think it's funny. Uh, My guy, Jom, and Jom.com, I think he'll be talking about it on Talking Baseball in a little bit. He's pretty skeptical uh, about Sanga because... They have a smaller ball over there, so everyone throws like a fork ball splitter, and the ball over here is a little bigger, so it doesn't work as well. Hey, man, I, I have no idea. And then in the same sentence, he compared him to Tanaka, who Tanaka was like Jimmy's favorite pitcher ever. So let's see what Senga is. I, I have no idea. Um, I mean, the the fact that he got, what were the numbers, B? Is it 5 for 85? 85, yeah. 5 for 85? So... I don't know. I mean, that's and, more... And I think was expected more. Right. I, I guess that's where uh, I'm in an interesting spot with it because the, the Sanga floor ceiling is obviously wider. We do this with we do this with any sport. We do this with the NBA draft. Uh, we do it with international players in baseball because we don't know. Um, Sanga, if Sanga pitches like his stats in Japan, uh, he would... That contract would be a steal. If Sanga's not the same pitcher over here, it would be awful. It's actually even more of a steal, 75. Look at that. So, uh, yeah, I, I mean, it's going to be interesting because it's going to be compared to kind of that tier of starting pitcher this free agency. The uh, the Taiwan Walker, who they're losing. Jameson Tyone, who was on the Yankees that, uh, you know, got the they got four-year four year deals. Tyone with the Cubs there. Um, Bassett's still a free agent, so it's Sanga for... So if you're, you know, if you're playing, how are your Mets at home? Verlander in for DeGrom. Okay. I mean, compared to last year, 
that should be an upgrade for them over 162. They only got DeGrom for so much of the season, and he was rehabbing while he was doing it, basically. Uh, Sanga for Bassett, that could be a loss. I mean, that could that could not be great. Uh, Chris Bassett, uh, underrated, still a free agent, right? Rumors of a four-year yeah. deal? A, yeah. So... We'll see. We'll see where he goes. Um, what God? What's he gonna do? Someone will bite, right? It's I'm either sure. he's been good for for a little while now, and it's either like, man, it's either gonna be one of the big boys, or it's gonna be like, I hate that we use this as an example for our friend Trevor, but like twins, twins ace Chris Bassett. Yeah, someone. Like a, Brings him into kickstart the the long term health of a rotation, which Bassett would help. But ER guy, so uh, so all right. I mean, the Mets, their pitching staff, you know, it, it's a really good rotation. It's it's Verlander, Scherzer, Sanga, Carrasco, Quintana. Don't forget they brought him in. They signed him uh, to a nice contract. The the Heen Dog, basically two for twenty four. Um, Quintana, go look at his baseball reference. Uh, you'd be really surprised how good of a career he's had. Um, and the whole thing of last year's deal, you know, he took the one-year contract, built himself up uh, after some injuries. He pitched really good, Pittsburgh and St. Louis. As your five starter, you love Jose Quintana. Um, you're going to get an MLB performance out of him. Ten years in the league, the knowledge on this pitching staff between Verlander, Scherzer, Carrasco, and Quintana, uh, it'll be interesting to see how <laughs> the contrast between veteran experience and health during the season uh, and just, you know, if any of those guys do have the decline. You know, at Carrasco, people kind of thought his decline was happening. He's bounced back pretty good. Quintana will be 34. Scherzer, 38. Verlander's going to be 40. Uh, with Kodai saying, Kodai? Am I saying that? Kodai? I believe so. Kodai Senga? Um, Edwin Diaz, they signed Dave Robertson. They tried to sneak that one past us, too. They traded for Did Brooks Raley. Literally right right after him. Right. Literally, yeah, really passing with back-to-back -back tweets. That was pretty good. Um, Nimmo comes back. Uh, Brandon Nimmo, their leadoff, leadoff hitting center fielder. Which the reason I'm driving that home is because that is an incredibly valuable ball player. Uh, in fact, eight years, 162 million dollars, over 20 million a year for eight years of Brandon Nimmo. Um, my God, I mean, a guy that, again, when you start mentioning Mets players over the past five, six years, uh, I don't know. Nimmo's not at the tip of your tongue. You're like the the guy that sprints to first after walks, and I don't know. He's been hurt a lot. Well. He performed crazy. He's gotten so much better in center field. He's a five-war player. Timed free agency perfectly. And, man, you know, I originally said Blue Jays. Blue Jays, Blue Jays have a Toronto tax uh, of players. A, there's actual taxes up there that are hard. But to live in a foreign country, although it's Canada and it's, you know, a lot of same, same, but different. That's a big ask for a lot of guys. And with <laughs> the fact that these contracts, the Xander Bogarts for 11 years, Nimmo for eight, uh, Fangraphs had Nimmo five for 100, uh, tack on three years to that. They had Bogarts six for 168, tack on five years for that. This free agency has been nuts. 
which in an overpay free agency, I think that's been a bad break for the Blue Jays because um, I think they kind of naturally have to overpay. So you can't overpay the overpay uh, where the Blue Jays, they haven't been able to do anything really. Um, and if you're the Mets, you have to be on cloud nine, man. How many times do ownership groups and crews come in and, you know, obviously things are going to be different and we want to play for championships? Steve Cohen, the Cohen tax, uh, as it's being called, he's just flying past it. I think they're going to be paying like $400 million Ish, yeah. With, with the taxes and stuff. I think they're, in tax <clears throat> alone, they currently would be above four MLB teams and what they're paying. Yankee fans have been kind of hoping for this for a little while. Like, how many times, BBD, have we done on Talking Yanks the, well, hey, if you're going over the tax, let's blow it open, right? No sense being a little over it. Let's go nuts. Uh, and that never happened. And now here, the New York Mets cross town. They flew past it. No one was really sure. I mean... Last offseason was a test of sorts. They went out and they got Scherzer. They paid him the most amount of money. They recruited him. They brought him in. We're like, all right, New York Mets. I mean, Lindor, Scherzer, okay. This was the first question mark because when DeGrom left, it was like, okay, what are they going to – how are they going to fill that in? Well, they went for Verlander, who could very easily be a better contract and better pitcher over a given year. Um, And then they kept going. They kept going, and I, I'm going to say who knows if they're done. We're assuming they're kind of done. Uh, but a Mets team that won a lot of baseball games last year, they won 101, same as the Braves. Jesus. Lost the division. That was a whole thing. Um, there's a chance they've gotten better. I, I think you can strongly say they haven't gotten worse. I mean, we'll see. Baseball season injuries. If Sang is terrible and Scherzer's hurt worst week of the season, that rotation, you know, begins to look not like a strength. Um, I'm interested to see if they do anything else. Right now, Nimmo, Marte, Lindor, Alonzo, McNeil, you love that. Canna, you love what he does for a baseball team. Vogelback, Eddie Escobar, in a given year, a given month, those guys can give you some good run. Uh, the catching situation still interesting. It's Nito and McCann. Uh, McCann has fallen out of out of favor with a lot of Mets fans. I know they're still hoping to kind of trade him, uh, but I don't. I don't think there's really anything they could do there unless they did like the Sean Murphy trade. How fun would that be? Uh, or Francisco Alvarez making the full blown jump. Um, you know, if we're talking about Mets come October next year, that's a guy that you're probably penning in catching DH something like that. Um, the New York Mets are here, and I, I hope it, selfishly, I hope it pushes the Yankees uh, to kind of go to the next level with their spending because they just cleared it. with, or They just gave Judge that massive contract. The, now the rumors came out on that are that uh, Judge said, um, Judge said part of him signing was that Hal needed to ensure that they were going to sign more people. They said that went down. All eyes are on Rodon. Um we keep getting the mystery team tweets uh, from our, our guy, John Heyman. Uh, so we'll see what that is. But if you're a Mets fan, I mean, coming, who are the Wilpons? Yeah. Yapes. Um, 
to now go to Uncle Stevie. I mean, they're they're getting rid of the Metsy, man. Like, Cohen has pitched a perfect game from an owner perspective for, I mean, bringing in dudes and Buck Showalter to clean up the rest of the actual shop. The Mets kind of aren't Metsy. Means something else now. Everyone wants to be the Mets. Um, and the Mets, what they did, they got themselves some better help. Make sure you go check out BetterHelp and take care of your mentals with BetterHelp. Uh, you know, you deserve to feel your best, and BetterHelp makes it easiest. It's the world's largest therapy service. Wow, how about that? They match millions of people with professionally licensed and vetted therapists available 100% online. All benefits of in-person therapy. Plus, it's more convenient, more accessible, and affordable. Just fill out a brief questionnaire. They match you with a therapist, and if it ain't clicking, you switch over because you're going to want to be with a therapist you want to connect with and talk to. I, uh, the comedy, I went to a comedy show thing this weekend, and they did like a little crowdsourcing, and they were like, oh, you, you know, uh, they asked about therapy, and the chick was like, yeah, I go to therapy. And she's like, how do you like it? And she's like, well, I, I, it's, it's not great. I don't feel like I can be open with them. And the comic was like, well, that's kind of the whole point. Mm-hmm. So, um, so maybe therapist you trust and should have, should have connected them to better help. <clears throat> Go to betterhelp.com slash Jake, betterhelp.com slash Jake. Save 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com. Um, there should be a link in the description there. Good it's for the Mets. Better help. Better help. Good for the Mets. Yankees go get Rodon. A lot of other baseball stuff. Check out Talking Baseball. And we'll probably have some more updates here uh, as they come. Hopefully some Rodon news. Um, who else is there? Who else is left? The shortstop. Stansby just got married. Congrats. Congrats. Elsie Wingard at the wedding. Um, yeah, I was talking with, with my dad about it. Kind of the... The biggest three free agents, I think, are just Rodon and Correa Dansby. Right? Yeah. They're the, the, the high, high impact guys. Right. Because, you know, you're a team that talk themselves into Drury, Benintendi, and Bassett can be factors, yeah. impact guys in pro Depends far. on, like, what role you want for your team, but anyone's Gene, happy to have them. Gene Segura. Uh, so, yeah, there's a couple meaty ones left, and then we're going to be, you know, a couple teams rounding out on the whole, but a lot of the big movement happened. What Good winter meetings for baseball. Uh, so we'll circle up on some more baseball later in the week. For now, let's go to the football. And as you know, we're a cron pod, and we start out with the fun one, Baker Mayfield. Oh, my God. This feels like... Ye- not years ago, but it feels so long ago. But Baker Mayfield, Raiders, Rams. I mean, I just had to triple check that it was Rams because Baker Mayfield and the Rams. Um, you know, the the Rams, they brought in Baker Mayfield. Was he going to play? Uh, we didn't know. Uh, they started their other quarterback for the first drive, three plays, you're out. Uh, and then they brought in Baker, and it was ugly. It it was a beautiful example of like how quick the NFL is and timing and the rhythm of it all because it would be funny. They would run a normal play and, you know, Baker would get the pass off, like the timing. You'd see what you'd normally see in a football field, but the pass would be like 10 yards off. 
because Baker Mayfield hadn't worked with any of his receivers before. He didn't, like, know them. Uh, so it was pretty ugly, and you're kind of looking at the Raiders like, all right, I think they're going to cruise and win this game. And this, for the Raiders, this could have gotten them to 6-7, and seven, which, again, the Raiders have been playing a lot better football. All their losses have been close this year. Devontae Adams has been killing it. Josh Jacobs has been going absolutely nut job. And Carr, uh, in the year of defense in the NFL, he'd kind of been Derek Carr, which had him, you know, poised in a good spot that this Raiders team was really starting to get some juice that we were talking about. If they beat the Rams and they start to go, you know, this would have been four in a row for them. They lose. Baker Mayfield, final drive. Uh, and, man, some of the de- – Richard Sherman was going nuts that they had the corners jammed up on the line. He couldn't believe that because it let Baker throw over the top for the touchdown pass to end the game. Um, this ended the Raiders' season. Good for Baker Mayfield. Get to be king for a day. And him and McVay are like boys. They kept telling the story of they were on the same flight to the Combine. And they sat next to each other for three hours and just talked football. It's kind of fun. We like that. Um, Good for Baker Mayfield, who gets to be king for a day. The other cool thing about the Rams is that they are playing hard. I I don't think they have their draft pick. So, you know, sometimes we... Football, it's really tough because you're asking guys to put their body on the line. And it becomes that conversation of, you know, if you're playing the game, play as hard, as good as you can... Some front offices or teams aren't necessarily putting their best foot forward. And the Rams have a lot of guys sitting that, you know, that Donald's out. And, you know, the line between injury, hurt, would they be playing if it was the Super Bowl? Maybe. I don't know. Um, good for Baker Mayfield to be king. Raiders. My God. I almost I almost tweeted at CC because we've, we've still never fully crossed that bridge. We were supposed yeah. to do an R2C2 one day, and it just never happened. Maybe one day soon. We are friends. Um, but we've never, like, fully linked Done up. It. Um, I almost, like, tweeted at him and been like, the emotion you feel about the Raiders right now, losing to Baker Mayfield on a final drive in a game they should have easily won. When he it, found out he was on the team 36 hours earlier. Literally. Literally. 48 hours, got the playbook. Like, that emotion, whatever you're feeling right now, know that when we're doing some talking Yank stuff... That's similar to what we feel. I didn't do that because I was like, if CC sees this, he's not going to like that. Yeah. And he's, I think he vocally doesn't run his Twitter. Yeah. And that's me taking. So you'd be tweeting at Amber. Yeah, basically. (laughs) Uh, So yeah, that all would have gotten lost in translation. Which brought us to the rest of the Sunday slate. Um, Let's see. Bill's Jets linking up again. Uh, the redemption game for the Bills in Buffalo. Uh, these division games, man, my my buddy, I I shouldn't give my buddy Emac credit because I think the theory's been out there, but the second division game, especially when there's good defenses in play, it's going to be a lower-scoring game. Um, and this was. I mean, we had one touchdown. That was the only scoring in the first half. Uh, Mike White was getting killed. He was on and off the field. <laughs> We got some Flacco time. He looked rough. <laughs> he he looked like an old, not wanting to play in the cold, Joe Flacco. Uh, hey, final score is 20-12. to 12. I mean, the scoring in the fourth quarter, <laughs> Jets 5, 
Bills three. Uh, so it's just kind of one of those games. Josh Allen without a pretty stat line. A Zonovan Knight running the ball for your New York Jets. Uh, kind of an ugly Buffalo football game. Jets are 7-6. and six. What does their schedule look like? We knew this was going to be tough. Vikings, Bills. End of the day, they're one-score losses with Mike White. Um, they just need to keep him healthier. They've got a fun one with the Lions next week. How about that? Jets and Lions. Week 15, fighting for the playoffs. Um, oh, I forgot to mention this, and again, I know you don't care. Uh, my fantasy quarterbacks, Derek Carr and Trevor Lawrence. I started Derek Carr in a do-or-die, make-the-playoffs week. He scored two-and-a-half points. Trevor Lawrence put up a 40-burger for the Jaguars as they upset the Titans, so that's as bad as it gets fantasy manager-wise. Uh, Derek Henry with a couple fumbles. The Jags, man. Uh, my speech a couple weeks ago, how... There's, there's a few teams that wish that one win-loss would be so crucial to them being a part of this season. Jaguars, Raiders. Jaguars beat the Titans. Trevor Lawrence with a big boy stat line. 30-42, 368, three touchdowns against this Titans franchise that I've given a lot of credit for how they're run and everybody likes Rabel. They had nothing going on the ground. Etienne, 17 carries for 32 yards, less than two yards a carry. And they were moving the ball. You see who had a big day for them, Biebs? Evan Ingram. Yes. Giants legend, Evan Ingram. Yes, yes, yes. 11 for 162 and two touchdowns. Um, the Jaguars, this was a... If the year stopped now, this would be a big step for them. Lawrence is starting to look like he's made the turn. We have to put the Urban Meyer stuff so far behind us. And they have. And, man, they deserve Christian Kirk's having a really nice year. They, they kind of got killed for that signing because it was a lot of money for, like, a felt like a three receiver. Uh, he's had a really good year uh, up there in, in receptions. And they beat the Titans. Um, and they've got, like, a little bit of hope. Not real hope, but more so hope for next year as Trevor Lawrence uh, becomes more and more the real deal. Bengals beat the Brownies in that revenge game after the Browns had beat them the first game. Watson still not anything as he's figuring himself out. Um, but again, it, like this is the progression you should expect for a guy who hasn't played in two years. Uh, last week was very ugly. This week was better. Uh, still not good. Um, again, another division rival game. It was divisional, division rivalry game week. It felt like that. Burrow is a sick puppy, man. His touchdown pass to Chase. Chase wasn't looking till the very end. He's double covered. He's not looking. And as he turns his head, the ball just hits him in the stomach. Um, the timing, the accuracy of it. Bengals are now 9-4. and four. Browns, another one of those teams. Deshaun Watson's back. They're 5-8. and eight. If they were 6-7, and seven, we... We could and should talk about them a little more, but we don't. We don't need to. Uh, Bengals are nine and four. Talk about them. Uh, they get their redemption, and good for them. Because again, the Browns manhandled them, manhandled them uh, a few weeks back. They bounce back. Cowboys, Texans, classic NFL. Seventeen and a half point spread. It just never goes like that. It just never does. Uh, I think when when you have as guys. Guys who are as talented to play on the NFL 
level and you tell them that it's not a fair fight, guys react. I mean, it, literally, if they, they have the list of the last 20 years of teams that are d- double-digit dogs. Double-digit dogs. Um, they almost always cover. because These guys are putting, even though the Texans were 1-10-1 coming in this game, the guys suiting up and playing... We're soon up and playing, and the game, they gave the Cowboys a game. They had the lead. Cowboys do what they need to at the end. They put up 10 points. Uh, Tony Pollard is, man, watching him watching him run is so fun. The, I mean, the Cowboys obviously, like, didn't get up for this game, uh, but they got up when they needed to to get the win. And a reminder, 10-3 and three Dallas Cowboys. How about them? 7-1 and one at home. Just an incredible year from them. The Lions hammer the table. Lions, 34, Vikings, 23. We told you when we talked about this game, the Lions were favorites over the 10-2 Vikings. The Lions have won five of their last six. The Detroit Lions, the best time to be a Detroit Lions fan since blank. They're saying they made the playoffs one year with Matty Stafford. Um, again, go through the years of that of that franchise. I mean, 30 of the worst years of football you'll see. And they are playing some really good football right now. Again, that Jets game next week, if they can get to 500 there, Panthers, Bears, Packers, they believe in what they're doing. Dan Campbell pulled a fake punt from their own end, like their 25-yard line or something. If that gets blown up, you're an idiot. Dan Campbell, meathead coaching. He ends up looking brilliant. Uh, They beat the Vikings 34-23. The Lions are, like, becoming real. Goff is playing well. They just got Jameson Williams back, the wide receiver from Bama. That's a nice little add to the offense. The Lions are real, um, and we're going to be talking about them the next couple weeks. Man, that Lions-Jets game. Playoff implications. Who'd have, uh, who'd have thunk that? Literally no one. That's kind of what the NFL has sometimes. Uh, Eagles-Giants. Bad. That's, uh, this is what Giants fans thought would happen, and it did. I thought um, there'd be a longer hang-on period. I mean, I guess first quarter they they kind of did yeah. score wise seven zero after one didn't feel like it, but yeah, yeah, and even forty eight to twenty two is the final score, and you know some of those Giants scores kind of felt like letting baby bro get a couple points on the board. They're so much better than the Giants. The Eagles are twelve and one. I mean, the AJ Brown touchdown right after the. The drop kick punt. If you didn't see that one, that's one of the more unique highlights you'll see. Um, this was just easy for them. Miles Sanders runs for 144. A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith touchdowns. Hurts uh, does his thing. 7 for 77 on the ground. 21 for 31. He is now your Vegas favorite to win league MVP over Mahomes. Um, the Eagles are a force, and Giants fans are nervous as all hell. Like, it's, it's starting to look like two different seasons right now, right? Yeah. They were, what were they, 6-1? and 7-2. and 6-1, and 7-2. Now they have <laughs> lost or tied uh, four of their last five, five of their last six. 
that follow-up Commanders game now feels like a must-win. Yeah. Like, if they want to go to the playoffs, you probably have to beat the Commanders and beat the Colts. Yeah, you need you need those two. I guess they You'd, can give the Vikings a scare. Like, and maybe and maybe the Eagles full don't care. Week seventeen, ooh. they probably uh, don't mind wow. being the funeral, but they maybe full don't care. Week seventeen or week eighteen. And even if they full don't care, man, I think still just good. Is Minshew the backup there still? Like, <laughs> still real. <laughs> yeah, uh, Giants fans are nervous. Go check out talking Giants. Uh, I mean they. They just got worked. Uh, Raven Stillers. Oh, what do you what do you think of Miles Sanders? I feel like nobody ever talks about him. Um, you know what it was? There was for Miles Sanders. There was a honeymoon period where everyone expected him to be good, like for fantasy reasons, because that's why a lot of people like track a player like Miles Sanders, and he wasn't. So everyone kind of got over it. But yeah, this year he's been like awesome. Yeah, have him on one of my teams. Well, the the Eagles frustrating did, fantasy own. They but. super leaned into the running back by committee for a little bit there, like too much. And I I think there's a little bit with running backs that they need they need a certain amount of touches to get in rhythm and flow and feel of the game. And I think I think football figured that out. Um, but yeah, I mean Miles Sanders, he's been. Incredible this year, but I think on the he, whole the numbers are are great. He hurt too many people's feelings along the way, um, in past fantasy years where he uh he didn't have any touchdowns last year. Hmm. He has eleven this year, so helps. Yeah, no that uh that leaves that leaves a mark. Uh, it's unfortunate that that's how we track these guys, but it's just true. Uh, Raven Steelers. Trubisky show because Pickett goes out, head hits the turf. We hate that. Um, so you got a backup quarterback game, uh, Trubisky versus Huntley. Uh, I don't know. I mean, this is a Raven Steelers game this time of year with those quarterbacks. Sixteen to fourteen, <laughs> Ravens win. They're nine and four. I mean, for for a while there, it felt like the Ravens. They were talking about firing the coach. Look, did Harbaugh did Harbaugh run out? They are winners of six of their last seven: Browns, Falcons, Steelers, and then a Bengals game to wrap it up. Literally, all of their losses are just could easily have them back and and are hard double digit comebacks: Jaguars, Giants, Bills, and Dolphins. Like Bills and Dolphins, you say okay, kind of my Dolphins. Um, they are good. Trevor Lawrence breakout comeback. Giants are having a nice year, but yeah, I mean, there should be a lot more Ravens hype. I, I think the Bengals hype train fully started a week and a half ago, or they beat Kansas City. It was starting. They beat Kansas City. It's gone. If the Ravens get another win, which at the Browns, we'll see what that looks like. But if they go to ten and four, you know. Justin Pennick picked them before the year. They were a sexy pick before the year. Lamar Jackson doing the the Aaron Judge make make my money year hasn't exactly gone like that. They, they need him back. But uh man, nine they, and four. Nine they've and, uh, they've happened to win the three of the last four, just they're kinda eking by. But like I guess think the, about they're this. They're getting the dub, but they get them back. The Vikings are ten and three after this weekend. The Ravens are nine and four. The Vikings had this whole hype train, who's with us, Vikings against the world. 
they're a game apart. And the Ravens were like, fire the coach, disaster. So a lot's changed uh, in the past six, seven weeks, obviously. Thanks for the update, Jake. Um, Ugly game. Takes us to the afternoon slate. My Broncos. Miles and miles of heart. Looked like it was going to be ugly blowout. Turn Turn off the game. Russ and the boys put up some points. Jerry Judy puts on a fantasy performance that'll make people remember remember that for years. Three touchdowns out of him. Mahomes just has one of his silly highlight reel plays. The flip toss just, like, gets rid of it. If you saw any other quarterback do it, you'd be like, oh, my God, never do that again. Uh, for him, it's right into McKinnon's pause. He goes untouched the rest of the way. McKinnon, seven catches, 112, two touchdowns. He's a guy that they just bust out here and there. You're like, oh, yeah. Juju Smith-Schuster having a great year. Uh, Kind of a whirlwind little career for him. Steelers, he's doing the TikTok that pisses people off for whatever reason. He's not as good. The Steelers start to stink. Um, He's having a great year. 61 catches. um, I guess only three touchdowns, but uh, people thought, and he was so young when he was doing what he was doing uh, with the Steelers. He's 26. Um, yeah. he was. I remember when he got drafted, I think he was like the youngest player in the draft. He was one of those guys. He was like 20 or 21, something silly like that. Uh, so he's been around a while, but he's still I mean, 26 years old. Um, Pacheco is their lead running back. I, why am I talking about this? The Broncos lose. Don't really care what it looked like. Chiefs were going to win that game. The Broncos were going to lose. Travis Kelsey still Travis Kelsey. If we guess, shout out another Chief. Guess you got your fantasy stats out of it. Niners Bucks. Tom Brady. He's always been connected to the Niners. He's always going to end up with the Niners. He's from the area. All the family. I mean, good team versus not good team. Man. Um, 35 to 7. Uh, and there's... Football is such a momentum sport that there's these small moments. Mike Evans had a breakout wide-open touchdown. Brady hits him. He runs there. There's an offensive holding on it. It was a tough one. It was, you know, it's the old saying you call offensive holding any play in the NFL. This was one of those that if they didn't call it, I think you get more of a football game. That didn't happen. They went dead. couple fourth downs that... It was there, but it wasn't there. Bucks are six and seven, and I mean, are they still leading that division? They are. My God, Carolina a game back, five and eight. Atlanta a game back, five and eight. Um, man, Bengals—they're gonna lose that. Cardinals. Let's see how quickly their season falls apart. They finish Panthers, Falcons. Those are gonna be games with playoff implications. For both teams. That's disgusting. Um, Brock Purdy looks pretty good for the Niners. Hmm. My buddy Rob, who likes puns way too much, had so many Purdy puns. It stunk. He throws a Purdy ball. Um, And you could do that with Brock, too. Part of my take guys are doing Brock and Roll, like all that. So both sides of that guy's name works. Gives you um, options. And by the way, 16 for 21, two touchdowns, no picks. McCaffrey goes off on the ground. Debo was going. He had a pretty ugly injury. 
Uh, that was tough to watch. Tough to watch because you know I love me some Debo. Um, Niners nine and four. They're they're going to be an interesting one because people are going to love them, but a rookie quarterback uh, has never won the Super Bowl. I think that's the stat. So if Brock Purdy is leading the ship, people just aren't going to buy it. But he's looked fine. Will Jimmy G come back? Uh, I don't know, but they are so good everywhere else. Their defense, their skill positions. The Niners are going to be a such a fun one for the talking heads the rest of the way because you could just you can go in circles the whole time. Uh, I mentioned the Panthers were going to be in the mix in their in their division because they beat the Seahawks. How about it? Uh, I'll be honest, wasn't as locked into this game. Sam Darnold, your quarterback of record for the Panthers. Uh, Oh my God! How how much of a flip of the script would that be if the Jets season falls apart and the Panthers somehow win that mess of a division and Sam Darnold starting a playoff game? Okay, I'm kind of rooting for that. Uh, I'll be honest, wasn't in the weeds in this one. I took the Seahawks minus four and a half in the Pick'em League. My win streak ends. I think it was at nine, so it had to. Um, so screw you, Seattle. I hate you. I hate you forever. Um, and by the way, when you start talking NFC and you think about a team like the Seahawks that you've never really believed in and now you see what the Lions are doing, Lions, Lions fever, I think, is happening. Uh, your nightcap, Chargers-Dolphins. I won't drink too many tears, but Chargers beat the Dolphins. Uh, Tua got off to a three. I think he was a three for 17 start. And this is the whole Tua thing, man. The good... The truth about Tua is that he's, he's probably average-ish with some variance there. Tyreek Hill is really good. How many guys have you seen just casually grab a, a fumble like it was a rugby scrum and then just be faster than everyone? Um, you know, a lot, a lot of free agent wide receivers don't work. Apparently Tyreek Hill is kind of that guy, man, because you just get him the ball and he's on a different level. Um he had one through the air and the fumble recovery. Chargers win. They're seven and six. Dolphins are eight and five. Kind of what I've been saying about the Dolphins the whole time. Don't, don't put them with the great teams in the league. Don't try to put them with the Bills and the Chiefs and the Eagles. Put them with the Chargers. Put them with the Lions at this point. Uh, you know, I I think some people might still be freaked out by that, but. Hey, I I told you this. I I I had this one. I don't always have this one. But they were going to beat the Bears, the Browns and the Texans. They were going to lose to the Niners and the Chargers. And guess what? They play at the Bills next weekend. They're going to lose that game. They're going to be 8 and 6. Packers, who knows what they'll look like? They're coming off their bye week, I believe. Um or coming this week, they didn't play. So I just have no idea how that season's going to wind down. Will it be Rodgers, Jordan Love, who knows? Patriots, last week of the season versus the Jets. What will that game mean? What will that game mean? Uh, Kyler plays tonight versus the Patriots. They host the Patriots. Four and eight Cardinals were one and six at home. My God, that's bad. Uh, we'll see. I need Kyler Murray to leave the game after the first play if I want my fantasy team to win, so I'm kind of rooting for that. Um, I don't know. This is going to be ugly. New England are favorites. Six and six Patriots. Ugh. 
A lot of Ramondre Stevenson tonight. So that was a football weekend. Was it a good one? I don't know. Like, what's the, what's the biggest... Like, if, if we were, you know, hitting the beat report hard. Yeah. Was there, like, the signature win? What's, like, what's ba- the, like, Baker. And that was Thursday. Right. That was Thursday. But. So it's like you already, you already kind of hit that. I guess the Niners being this good... Rock Purdy looks all yeah. right. The Niners are it the was ones. A, it was such a dominant win that it comes back around and was very entertaining. Yeah, I get Niners and Eagles are dominant. Yeah. Lions are fun. The way just Mahomes yeah. doing doing silly stuff. He Always. had he had that other one too. The the under flip is the is the highlight. Yeah. Had a couple couple freaky ones. He's a freak. Um All right. Hope you enjoyed the NFL weekend. Hope you enjoyed whatever else you enjoyed. Uh, And we'll talk Wednesday. Hopefully some baseball breaking news, uh, football preview, and love.